on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Allstate Insurance Agent Mike Light, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. As the calendar turns to fall, a familiar sound also returns to NU Athletics. The ball on the floor crashing into the pins for a strike. But of course, in this year, nothing is certain. This weekend, one year ago, was the opening of the NU bowling season. This year, the schedule hasn't even been created. To help us sort it all out, the Newman Jets Hall of Famer joins us. Still waiting to see when his 18th season here at Newman will begin. We welcome you to episode 20 of the JetCast, your weekly look inside Newman University Athletics. And I'm joined, of course, by Billy Murphy, the head bowling coach for the men and the women here at Newman University. Coach, thanks for the time. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, uh, obviously, it would be great if we were talking about the opening to conference play coming up this weekend. Uh, obviously, doesn't seem like that's meant to be. Uh, first of all, how are you? How are the how are the family dealing with this whole 2020 and all the myriad of issues that it has uh, presented to athletics and to just regular people? Yeah, I, th- I think we're doing all right. You know, it is a it is a struggle uh, just trying to stay safe and healthy, but uh, just trying to do the right things and and trying to you know be around the right people and just just stay healthy. Well, uh, obviously. This should be the start of the bowling season in a normal year. Uh, the, you guys are not in technically the MIAA. You guys kind of do your own thing, which is not any different than it was in the Heartland Conference. Yep. What is the status of collegiate bowling right now? Well, it is, uh, it's been postponed till January 1st. Uh, we have built a season with the governing body. Um, it's January 1st through May 8th. So basically our postseason has been kicked back an entire month from normal uh, as as the regular season has. Normally we would get done February 23rd, somewhere in there for regular season, and sectionals would be the third week in March. Uh, nationals, April 20th through 28th. So now the April 20th through 28th is sectionals, and then first week in May is actually going to be the national championship. So obviously your spring is going to look a lot different than it yeah. would normally yep. with, with some big competitions coming up. It seems to me, and I know it's indoors and there's a lot of bowlers, it seems like this is a sport where you could socially distance. You only need one person at the lane at a time. Pretty much everybody uses their own bowling ball. It's not like you're going out to cyber bowling and everybody mm-hmm. kind of shares. Yeah. Everybody has their own bowl. Do you think that there was a way that they could have done this on time? Uh, I, don't, I don't know that we could have done it on time, quite honestly, because uh, there is just a, you know, we have rosters of eight, you know, right. and even putting like at North Rock Lanes where we have a huge facility, uh, you know, putting you know, two teams on a pair and having 16 people that close, even if we alternated pairs, 
um, which is one of the plans we put together, it's just still a lot of people in the bowling center because uh, a lot of the places we do go bowl are in much smaller venues where it's just more cramped. So I, I think we probably could have done something here, but on a national uh, scene, uh, I'm not sure that it would have been really safe. So I do think postponing was the right plan. Um, and it did give everybody time to build plans to have those events. Now, is that is that the reason, you know, because I know North Rock Lanes is absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. Is that because the bowlers have to be bowling on the same lanes? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to lose the integrity, integrity of your sport. Sure. Um, so just, you know, having one team on a pair of lanes and then another team over here, it's not truly competition. Uh, just because of how the lanes are run, the conditions, and, you know, there's so much strategy in breaking down a lane and trying to uh, make that environment good for your team and bad for the other team. Uh, There's not a lot of strategy when I'm up there bowling. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe for you guys. Yeah, Yeah. so it it just, you don't want to change the integrity of the sport. So with that being said, right now, what's the status of your teams? What are you guys doing? I know that for a lot of the other sports, the fall sports, they've been allowed to start practicing. Soccer just got to start scrimmaging. Volleyball as well. I know that basketball has been doing a lot of training, getting ready for their season. We've got some news on that coming up here in a minute as well. Um, but what's the status of bowling? Where are you guys at in terms of preparing for what is now a spring season? Yeah, I mean, it's been really interesting because just due to protocols and stuff, but we have started practicing Uh, You know, we practice in a public facility, so that's a challenge in itself. Um, Over the years, we've done a really good job of engaging with uh, the public, and they like talking to the kids about bowling. So, you know, you would see people from leagues coming down talking to them. So we really had to kind of block that off. So when we do practice, we're blocking off the lanes and from the concourse so no one can kind of go into our area. Um, and then we've put the, the athletes in pods, you know, and then when we actually move pairs and stuff, those pods move together. Uh, so we're doing our best to keep them in smaller groups, but still get accomplished what we need to get accomplished. Talking with Billy Murphy, the head bowling coach for the men and the women here at Newman. So obviously as we get set for the 2020 bowling season, which will happen in entirely in 2021 mm-hmm. give us a recap how were the men last year for the 2019 2020 campaign yeah you know it was too bad that that all got shut down because our guys were really really bowling well at the end of the year yeah let, let's go over that real quick because yeah. there were a lot of championships that were not able to be completed obviously the most notable for newman was wrestling they had two wrestlers getting set for the national championships and yes coach smith is coming for wrestling here in a couple of weeks as well to get you set and updated on that but uh, you guys would be having your championships as you said uh, or the start of the postseason Mm -hmm. in february and into march so where where was that how much did you get completed what didn't get completed last year well we were actually on our way to dallas for the sectional championship um, and found out that it had got postponed we were, you know, 10 miles south of Oklahoma City huh. and, and had to turn back around. So, you know, it was a tough time. We had some seniors on the team who, who kind of knew that it wasn't going to happen. So it was a little emotional. Um, but we all stuck together and got through that. Uh, but the guys really were bowling good at the end of the year. And uh, they were ranked 16th in the last poll. 
uh, and we were trending up and just going in the right direction. And uh, I think we felt pretty good about our group going into postseason. What about the Newman women bowlers? How did their season wrap up? Same thing. You know, they had struggles most of the year. Uh, but, you know, their last few events, they were they were starting to come together. We had some freshmen that were bowling well at the end of the year that really added to the group. Um, they, they were just outside the top 20 in the last poll. Uh, but but I know that they were excited to go to sectionals and kind of prove that they belong and they were ready. Coming up here later on in the JetCast on this episode 20, we'll be joined by a Newman bowler, Tyler Sidovec, and also the president of Newman University is joining us here in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that. Uh, give us a preview here of your teams, men and women, coming up for this season. Obviously a little bit tough to gauge what's going to be happening as this is going to be a season unlike any other of the 17 yeah. that you've had previously here at Newman. But if you can, uh, how do you think the men and women are going to look this year? Well, we'll start with the men. And, you know, honestly, on both sides, we only lost one or uh, one guy off our starting eight. Um, you know, we've got a couple of freshmen coming in that have looked good in tryouts so far. Um, but we just return a lot of experience. Um, a lot of young guys that got a little bit of playing time last year are going to play a lot this year for us. Um, so uh, I kind of expect us to be pretty good, quite honestly. Okay. Um, and, and I think that's what they expect. Uh, uh, on the ladies' side, same thing. We lost one or two girls, um, and we got a uh, we got a transfer from Arkansas State in on the girls' side who's going to play a lot for us. Uh, she's got a tremendous upside. I think she's going to be a good leader and help our, help out our group that came back from last year. Well, if you've been watching the program, you know that question chain has become the hottest topic of this program, especially after last week women's basketball knocked it out of the park. You'll get a question here for Tyler Sinovec in just a second. But talk to us about Sinovec, real leader on the men's team last year, your number two bowler in terms of average. What does he need to do to pick up the slack and really become that number one guy this year? Well, I, th I think he needs to uh, focus just a little bit better and slow down the game. Um, sometimes he, he really lets the game get going too fast um, and at times maybe let the game get out of control. Um, and, and I think he and I both know that he is capable of being one of the elite players in college. Um, and if he just slows the game down a little bit, doesn't let it get going too fast, he's, he's going to have a tremendous year for us and, and truly be the leader that we need. All right, time for you to pop the question. What do you want me to ask Tyler Sinovic once he gets up here in just a few minutes? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. Uh, you know, I, I just, just ask him what he's going to do to get this young group who has some experience, sure, but not a ton, how he's going to get them to uh, to come together and and truly be the team that we can be. Okay, I will be sure to ask that. So Tyler behind the camera will be asking that in just a second. Final question, and you kind of already went over this for especially the men, but expectations for the season. And obviously some of that is to be expected to be unknown because of how the season's coming together but i know you've said men are supposed to be really good in your in your opinion do you think the women can possibly match them oh i do i i honestly think our our women's team is is probably better than the one last team or last year uh i i think they're going to have some growing still together and we may get off to a little bit of of a rough start uh you know one of the things we're trying to do this fall is just get them together and get them prepared. Uh, one of the cool things that COVID has brought 
is that we actually get to prepare. Yeah. You know, our normal season, we have a month of tryouts where we're not really practicing. We're just assessing our team. And then two weeks later, we're right into the season. And then you're kind of teaching and coaching as we go. I mean, this year we've got two, three months where we're actually doing some teaching and coaching. And hopefully we'll be a little bit more prepared when the season starts. Billy Murphy getting set to start his 18th season bowling starting after January 1. They've bowl in the southwest uh, the swivc and the schedule will be available later on newmanjets.com billy thanks for the time good luck with this season you bet thanks for having me the Anytime. jets number two bowler tyler sinovic he'll be joining us next here on the jetcast thank you to don Lear construction proud supporter of newman athletics Hi friends, Phil Nightingale, General Manager at Mount Hamilton Ford. Have you been thinking about a new SUV? Right now is a great time to buy a new Ford at the Big Horn of 119th and West Gallo. EcoSport, Escape, Edge, Explore, Expedition, Melham Ford is sure to have the right vehicle to fit your size. And you know you can count on us with this great selection to find the right SUV at the best price to fit your budget. Check us out online or in person. Let us make your purchase easy with pickup and delivery right from your home or work. Mount Hamilton Ford, experience the difference. Just cast rolls on with bowling here in episode 20, and we're joined now by one of the guys that's supposed to be an impact player on this year's team. He is a transfer from Midland, and in his second year with the Jets, he was their number two bowler last year. He uh, averaged 199.89 pins, two top 10 finishes last year, including seventh at the SWIVC Championship. A 217 he rolled in that one. That was his best of last year. Tyler Sinovac joins us here on the JetCast. Tyler, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me. Well, how long ago does that seem now, looking back and, and, and looking at that season and, and bowling that? It has to seem like forever ago now, doesn't it? Oh, you're not lying. I mean, um, just this whole coronavirus seemed like three years in and of itself. So, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine. How does it feel to be back around the team? Oh, it's awesome. Uh, we're a young group of guys, so, I mean, we're just trying to get everybody comfortable, get back going in the swing of things, and just look forward to January. Now, you have, you know, you guys have a certain routine to the season of when things are supposed to start, and, you know, I'm not any good at bowling, so it's not something that I can ever understand, but how do you keep your skills sharp? Obviously, with bowling, you don't need – other people to practice with you just need yourself and a lane and a bowling ball obviously is it more difficult to keep your skills sharp without that competition i mean yeah i'll say yes and no uh without the competition is definitely hard and then having the having the bowling centers closed for most of the summer didn't really help sure. either so you had to come up with your own drills to do at home and all that sort of stuff. Oh. So, yeah, it's been stuff to stay in the swing of things. What so. drills could you possibly do at home to make you a better bowler? Not that I don't have faith that Coach Murphy could come up with something, but what what did you do at home? Uh, I was fortunate enough to where I own my own bowling center, so I was able to go in and practice on my own oh, time. Well. So well. I was I was one of the fortunate ones, so I didn't have to worry about stuff like that. Well, if we all just had a bowling alley in our basement, then that, that would be nice. I mean, did you have – I think I mentioned on Twitter, like if you have your own home gym, like that's the coronavirus status of wealth. I mean, is that like the coronavirus status of a bowler? Is like if you have a bowling alley that you can access, then you're good. You're good to go. Exactly. Did you have anyone 
someone asking you for access to the bowling alley. All the time. Did you? All the time. Did you get any illicit payments for letting people into the bowling alley without really being allowed to let them in? trying to get me in trouble now aren't you but absolutely not absolutely not <laughs> yeah but we'll give you the we'll put the phone number on the screen if you if you need to get in uh you know so mental versus physical this is something that coach murphy talks about all the time you know bowling you're up there by yourself and you have to do pretty much the same thing every time not that you don't vary a little bit based on where the pins are but he really talks about the mental side of the game how do you interpret the mental versus the physical aspect of bowling so the mental aspect, I believe, is more important because nobody's game is perfect physically. So it's just the way you think about your process and how you're going to attack the lanes. And I believe that is more important than the physical aspect. What's it like being coached by this Newman Hall of Famer, this 18-year this legend here at Newman University who's so big in the bowling community nationwide? What's it like to, to be coached by him? I mean, you said it, Hall of Famer. He's just He's a great guy on and off the lanes, and he's really good at keeping our group of people satisfied and happy and he's a great guy and i love him so if you're watching on the youtube which uh, you can find by going to newmanjets.com clicking on the fan zone and then on the newman jets youtube we have our first violator of the newman university apparel uh, rule of the Jetcast. he's wearing the net nebraska shirt he's from fremont nebraska Obviously, you have Classic. to be pretty pretty happy that the Big Ten is now playing football, don't you? Oh, you have no idea. It's, it's killing me without Husker football. Can, can you explain to us what, what it is like to be a Nebraska football fan in Nebraska? Ooh. It's, there's nothing like it. There's absolutely no feeling that can top Husker football, winning football games. It's just, it's just an unbelievable atmosphere to be around. Well, question chain is up for you next here. Uh, and Coach Murphy wants to know how you as an upperclassman are going to bring along these younger guys, kind of get them in tune with what Newman Bowling is all about. See, he threw that question on me a couple minutes ago, so I didn't really have time to plan an that's, answer. That's so. all part but, of the fun of the game. <laughs> but, I mean, the goal is just to get everybody comfortable and comfortable in their own skin per se and then start thinking about the game the right way because if we're all on the same page when it comes to competition wise we're going to be just fine final question for you Uh, your personal expectations obviously number two bowler last year you averaged 199 obviously be great to be over 200 Uh, a lot of unknowns coming into this season but you know have the date now january 1st what are your expectations for yourself and what expectations do you have for your team well, for the team, I'll start with the team because Billy's trying to create an atmosphere here where it's team over self mentality, sure. so I'll answer that first. Um, team, ideally national championship, but okay. week in and week out, we would just like to compete. We would like to be up there trying to win every single tournament every weekend. That's ideal. And uh, for myself, I'd like, I just want to be better than last year. I didn't really carry my weight from my own personal expectations, so I just would like to... Do better than that. Do better than that. Tyler Senevec, number two bowler last year. He's the guy the Jets men are planning to lead them this season. Good luck and thanks so much. Thanks for having me. For the first time on this show, we're joined by a sitting Newman president when we come back on the JetCast. Fact is, every insurance company hopes you drive safely. But Allstate actually helps you drive safely with DriveWise. It lets you know when you go too fast and brake too hard with feedback to help you drive safer, giving you the power to actually lower your cost. Unfortunately, you can't do anything about that. Now that you know the truth, 
Are you in good hands? Check out your Allstate agent here in Wichita, Mike Light, at 316-684-0121. Jet fans, there's a new way to stay connected with your team. Download the free Newman University Athletics app now. Sign up to be a fan, student, alumni, or booster club member and receive notifications on your mobile device on your favorite Jets teams. Schedules, live stats, live broadcasts, and more. The Newman University Athletics app is your digital ticket to NU Sports. Download the Newman University Athletics app for free today on Google Play or the App Store. Well, as you know, when you listen to or watch the open of the JetCast, it says that we talk to coaches, players, administrators and more and obviously this interview would certainly qualify as the latter two welcoming a sitting you uh, newman president to the jetcast or the coaches show for the first time hired this summer from thomas moore university in kentucky our guest attended and taught for 19 years at DePaul university in indiana a master's degree from the harvard school of public health phd from cincinnati active volunteer for habitat for humanity and a member of the american association of Catholic colleges and universities, just the second laywoman to serve as president since the founding of NU in 1933. It's my pleasure to welcome the 12th president in the history of Newman University, Kathleen Jagger, to the JetCast. Thank you so much for being here with us to talk with us about a lot of issues, obviously, uh, some of which you probably did sign up for and a lot of which you Probably did not sign up for, but but thank you for atten- for being here on the show. Glad to be here. Well, uh, obviously, you know I've been in Wichita for you know since 2012. Uh, you've picked probably the worst time ever to visit, but you know I'm hopeful that things will open up. You'll get to see the the city and go out and, and be out in the people. But in your limited experience, what's been Wichita like for you here as you've gotten acclimated to the Midwest? Oh, I love I love Wichita. I I. Uh love places where there's water so the river's going through town make it uh scenic great place to walk and bike along the river um we've enjoyed a lot of different restaurants in town met people uh through many different organizations so i don't feel like it's been completely closed off good i'm i'm glad now you started off with a zoology degree of all things Mm -hmm. what led you to get into academic administration well, I went to, uh, actually, when I was an undergrad, I had planned to go to medical school. Okay. And I went to a, a college, not unlike Newman, although it wasn't a Catholic school, and I had the opportunity to be an undergraduate teaching assistant for one of my professors. And I really enjoyed that. And, and I also spent my summers doing research in a hospital lab uh, on microbiology. So those two events convinced me to withdraw all my applications from medical school and go to graduate school instead. So I really was heading for a teaching and research career. Now, you come to us from Thomas More, which is in Kentucky. Uh, what are you most proud of? You were the acting president there before accepting this job as the full-time president, but you were key in spearheading a lot of new programs there. Right. Uh, what, what's your most, you were at Thomas More for a long time. What's the thing you're most proud of of what you accomplished at Thomas More? Well, while I was there, we transitioned from college to university. And I what would, does that mean exactly? We were a small school, about 1,200 students, and we're growing in enrollment every year. And we really felt that uh, 
transitioning from a college to a university would make us more marketable on a national scale. We wanted to add more graduate programs. So we built the framework for the university while I was there. And the year that I was president, we completed the transition. So obviously, you made the decision to come here to NU, moving from a Catholic institution to another one. Why was NU the right move for you? Well, I think in this case, it it really became a calling. Uh, I enjoyed my time as acting president at Thomas More, and while that was never something I planned for in my career, uh, I, I really realized that the experience that I had could be used in a different way than being a dean or a, a provost or a faculty member. So uh, I looked for uh, about a year, and Newman just seemed to be the right fit for me. I think the mission is perfect. Uh, I think the sisters, the adorers, are inspiring. Uh, I think we have a very strong board uh, that will be a partner in in the process of making Newman even stronger. But I think the Catholic identity is a critical part for me. Being in a Catholic institution allows me to live my Catholicity both in the workplace and outside. Well, that, so. You actually stole the next question right off of my sheet right here. <laughs> and I don't know if I've heard of that word, Catholicity, but I, I think that I like it. What do you, you know, obviously... Maybe there is a Catholic school that's a that's a public school. I can't think of any off the top of my head. They're mostly private schools. What do you feel like is an advantage maybe that private schools have versus public schools? You've been involved in both, obviously. Right. What do you like about the private school model? I think in a private institution, you have the opportunity to develop the whole person in dimensions that are not emphasized at a public institution. So, uh, you know, the the development of character, the development of values, the importance of faith in one's life, all of that becomes part of your learning experience in a Catholic institution. And I also believe that in a Catholic institution, students learn the gifts they've been given are not their own, exclusively, right? That that God gives each of us, you know, some talents to be used, and, and we need to go out and use those for the betterment of all human beings. We're talking with Kathleen Jagger. She is the president of Newman University. What do you feel like the role of college education is just as a whole? And obviously you spoke to some of the specific ways that Catholic education is special, but what do you feel like the role is of college education right now in a modern American society? Well, believe it or not, I think it's critical, especially in election year, this becomes important to, uh, form a an informed democratic state right people have to be willing to listen to hear to disagree respectfully with one another and in a world where we seem very polarized and people tend to exclude others who don't have their same views you know i think a a higher education helps you see there are many points of views out there and it's important for students to Use a critical consciousness, as we say here at Newman, to evaluate the things that are happening in the world and and examine which are consistent with their own values. Now, obviously, we're talking a lot about institutional things, and uh, this is is a sports show, and we are going to get your take on sports. And you've got some connection to sports. Uh, Your husband, Dr. Jim, was the former director of athletic medicine. You may have heard of this school. It's called the University of Kentucky. Uh, And the team doctor for the Wildcats. What was that like, being immersed in an SEC nation? 
production. And obviously, while you were there, or while he was there, and you were in Kentucky, uh, they they had a little bit of success on the basketball court. They have had, right? I believe. And, well, my husband and I both have been involved in sports since we were young. We enjoy it. Uh, we we, in fact, I'll tell you a story that's little little known. One of my first dates with my husband was uh, when he took me to an Ohio State football game. Really? And it was a test. <laughs> For you? It was a test to see if I could actually, uh, you know, enjoy the game, knew anything about it, uh, not just enjoyed <laughs> his company. And so I think he found that I did know a little bit about sports and sure. the rest is history. Wow. Right? Okay. So we've always enjoyed sports together. Uh, he uh, has been a, a, a football fan for a long time, played football. And uh, he really enjoyed uh, watching the University of Kentucky football team improve. Sure. Certainly worked under at least uh, four different maybe coaches. Right. On, uh, in basketball at UK. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, it, you know, our entire social life really was athletics at, at either Transylvania, where I used to teach, or at, at UK. And there's a lot of connections. There were times when Transylvania actually played UK in basketball in preseason. And so there were a lot of really fun events there. But I also have to mention that my Thomas More women's team was national champion. uh, I've got that on. I mean, (laughs) you came from Thomas More. Now, they're NAIA as of this second, but their history while you were there was as a D3 school. Right. And, uh, you know, I've I've got a couple of things that you might be interested in knowing. You already know this. Best win percentage in D3 football history with eight national titles. Baseball made five NCAA appearances. Women's basketball, 16 NCAA, this is D3 appearances, three national titles. Volleyball made 14 tournaments. Uh, obviously, you guys were loaded uh, at the Saints at Thomas More. We enjoyed our sports yeah. at Thomas More. It was a big part of campus life. Well, and I was going to ask you about that. What do you feel like the role is of athletics at a university and, and at a Catholic university? Well, certainly this year, it's going to be tough because uh, – all of our teams are practicing in ways they haven't before. They have to remain you know, separated in pods as much as possible. So I think that takes some of the fun out of it. And, and we don't know yet what the spectator uh, piece of it is going to be. Right. But I, I think sports uh, help students learn a lot about teamwork, about how to invest in, in your own growth and, and how to work with other people. But it also is something that gives institutions great pride. And so I think it cultivates that school spirit, you know, that everybody hopes. And honestly, I I wish all students would be involved in sport at some level, uh, whether it's just their own, you know, personal going out and playing tennis or uh, for me, I love biking. And, you know, I think it just helps round you out in, in maintaining that level of physical activity especially as you get older, is very important. <laughs> very important. Words of wisdom from our president here. How much familiarity did you have with the MIAA before you came to Newman? None. None. I didn't really know anything about the conference. Uh, when we went from at, at Thomas More from Division Three to NAIA, we did look at uh, D2 as an option. But as you probably well know, much of those decisions really ride on what conferences are available in the area and how well a school is a fit for the conferences that are available. I think, you know, we had outgrown our division three experiences there and wanted to try a higher level of competition. And so I think there's a lot of similarities between NAI and and D2. 
Um, but I really was not familiar with the uh, the MIAA until I started the the president's conferences to talk about events in the in the conference. Now, the uh, athletic director for Newman is the only woman athletic director in the MIAA. What's been your relationship like as you've built it with Joe in the athletic office? I think she's great. She has good vision. Uh, she's practical, but she wants to win. Sure. And and I think that. Uh, you know, we have a lot of challenges before us, and she's willing to be a partner in the process of, you know, bringing our institution and our athletic uh, teams to a higher level. So I, I have a great working relationship and think Joanne is great. Well, you mentioned the, the competitiveness, and, and every coach wants to win. It doesn't matter what school they're at, what sport they're in. But it, especially in this time, obviously, there are additional challenges with the economy, with fundraising. And, you know, that's Coach Ealing's job behind the camera is to work on that. But to be competitive, you know, there's a dollar figure attached to that. Yeah. How do you, you know, and I know that there are other priorities that you have on campus in terms of, you know, getting enrollment up. And, and I'm sure there's new buildings. You just got here. I'm sure there's plenty of things that you'd like to have your fingerprints on. But how do you try to impact the athletic department in a way that, you know, the, the Jets can be competitive in this immensely tough league and try to use that as maybe, you know, a front door to the university to help market all the other things that you bring to NU, which is very unique in the MIAA is the only private school. Right. Well, I think you have to look for players that want to play for the right reasons. You know, our players are not likely to be NBA players, right? They're, they're players who, who want to stay in the game for love of the game. And they also need to be a good fit for the institution, right? We have to have the programs the academic programs, because unfortunately, you can't get a degree in basketball, right? <laughs> you cannot. So, you know, we want students that are going to come, that are going to fit in well, you know, with our athletic teams, but also are going to really appreciate and value the education that they're going to get here at Newman. One thing that uh, I mentioned earlier in the show was that there was big news last week, the MIAA voting to move forward with basketball as scheduled. And so the opener is November 18th. Here at Fugate Gymnasium against Pittsburgh State, which uh, should be a fantastic game. Right. Both games were very fun in, at Pittsburgh. Now, we don't have any details. We don't know if anybody's going to be allowed in. Uh, Coach Ealing says they don't even know where I'm going to be calling the game from at this point. <laughs> uh, hopefully it's the floor, but we don't know that. Um, but you were someone as a president who had an impact on this decision. What, were the, what was the thought, the rationale behind the decision to move forward with basketball as scheduled? Well, I think that we are still about, what, a couple of weeks out before we really get going with practices. Yeah, October and, 15th. And one of the big changes, I believe, is the, the hope that we will have availability of rapid testing for COVID so that come the 1st of November, maybe, that we will have a cheaper way to monitor which teams uh, have players that may have COVID and we can isolate them more effectively. And so the risk is not only decreased for our team, but also when you go out and, you know, are exposed to other players on other teams. So I think it's all contingent on the availability of that rapid testing and the fact that it should be a lot cheaper than the PCR testing that we have been doing. Final question for you, and this doesn't have to be just athletics. It, you know, encompasses the whole university. First five years of your presidency, what are, your, what are some of your goals for what you want to accomplish in your first five years here in Wichita at Newman? 
Well, the number one goal is we want to make Newman the Catholic University of choice for students from Wichita, for the region, from the state of Kansas. So that's our number one priority. And of course, that impacts every area. So we want to raise more money for the institution in order to do what we want to do. You've got to have successful fundraising. And we want to increase our enrollment a little bit, uh, not only of the traditional age students, but also the fastest growing area in, in most colleges these days is our adult population. So adding new graduate programs and adult degree completion programs for those in the workforce who may not have had the opportunity to complete college at a traditional age, I think we want to expand that area of the institution so that you know, we have multiple legs to stand on you know, as an institution with our enrollment. So growing enrollment, increasing fundraising, and making this the, the institution of choice for Catholic students in the area. A special episode here on episode 20. First time we've ever had the president on the Coaches Show or now the JetCast, Kathleen Jagger. By the way, I'm going to plug your Twitter. It's K-S-J-A-G-Z. Jags. K-S-Jags, which I thought, oh, Kansas Jags, perfect. It's our initials, but we're, we're going to pretend like it's Kansas anyway. Kansas Jags, that's, uh, that works for me. The president, Mrs. President, thank you so much for being on the show and welcome again to Newman University in Wichita. Thank you, it's been fun. We will be back with episode 21 next week and we'll be talking men's basketball as they're going to be gearing up for practice. Obviously, the season is going to be less than a month away. So until next time, Blake Cripps, saying go Jets. <laughs>